What's happening, everybody? What's good? And welcome to episode two of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Kwame Fisher-Jones. I am he. He is I. You know, I woke up Saturday morning and I was perusing through sports information, websites, different things, trying to find a different topic to discuss something of interest to me. This is the one one podcast that I know of and that I plan to be true to picking topics that I find interesting, not what's popular, not what's hot. No hot topics, no hot button issues, but what I find interesting. And one of the more interesting topics, one of the more interesting people, one of the most interesting things going on in the sports world is college football being turned on. It's you know what by conference realignment. And when I was going to do the podcast, my first podcast was going to be about Deion Sanders and how he could change the landscape of not just college football, but coaching in general and how the Pac-12 could usher in, or the Pac question mark, could usher in a whole new dynamic, would be the conference of diversity and the conference of a new world. And then Colorado bolted the Pac question mark. So it kind of left me trying to decide what I was going to talk about. But I still consistently follow Deion Sanders. He's one of my favorite people. I had the opportunity to interview him years ago when I was a young pup in the game. Loved him as a player. And as a guy that grew up watching college football, loving college football, going all the way back to Charlie Ward at Florida State with Bobby Bowden, you know, um, Tommy Little. I think it's Little. I know it's Tommy's a quarterback from Nebraska with Tom Osborne as a coach. Then you got Steve Spurrier. You know, you got uh, Dabo Sweeney. You got a lot of great coaches in college football that have since moved on and currently there in Sweeney and the likes of Sweeney. And then you got Nick Saban. But they have never, ever had a Deion Sanders. And when you think to his career and what he was, two-sport athlete, two-sport star, playing one of the hardest sports, the hardest sport to play professional sports in baseball, and being one of the best, better players in the league, then being the best cornerback, hands down the best cornerback to ever play the game, and arguably one of the greatest football players in the game. You know, uh, apologies to LT. Although I would take LT over him. But the point is, Dion has been a trend center everywhere he's gone. He's he's been special in doing it. He's been exciting in doing it. He's been must-see TV in doing it. And now he's venturing uncharted waters. And you know, he knows the game, but more importantly, he knows people. But most important of all is he knows success. So this this venture, he has to be successful. And the news broke on Saturday, going back to I started the podcast. I woke up on Saturday and I saw the story about him encouraging and telling his players that you don't leave the field when your teammates are on the field fighting. We fight as a team. We stay as a team. And that was about building camaraderie. That was about understanding that we move as a collective unit. And for a guy that so many people have tried to champion as the, the king of me, the isolation of me, the look-at-me athlete, it's always funny to me that Dion has always stood with his team. You know, you hear this, the old phrase was uh, Dean Smith said, there's no I in team, but there's two eyes in championship, and there's one I in win. You know, so you whatever way you want to go with it, it starts with a strong individual, and you have to have that foundation. That's what Dion's doing in Colorado, and he's still trend-setting. Letting players have their their social media handles. I don't know if they call it that. I'm maybe dating myself, but their social media handles on the back of their jerseys. Just simply put, he said, players want to be seen. 
That's the whole point of getting on social, to be followed. Everybody wants to be followed. So that's what I got in this game for, to help kids, and I'm going to help them do that. But the flip side of that is as much success as he had through his career, this he has to win at Colorado. And I know he he would if 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 Coach, excuse me, not Deion Sanders, excuse me, Coach Sanders, I apologize, Coach Sanders were there that he would say, I ain't got to do a darn thing. But nah, B, you gotta win there. You gotta win there because there is a litany of brothers behind you. And not brothers in the Stephen A sense of the word, brothers, black men behind you who will eat what you bring back. You know, I, I love the phrase, real recognizes real. To quote the great the philosopher DMX, real dogs always bring food back to the pack. And I consider Dion a real, true, authentic person. And I'm expecting great things from Colorado. I was expecting it in the pack, question mark, and I'm shocked that they left, but $70 million will do that. That's the price of Dion. How much is Dion Sanders worth? At least $70 million. At least the season tickets that have been sold out. At least the coverage that's been on ESPN. And they haven't even played a darn game yet. And you can't talk about college football without hearing Coach Sanders first. Prime time first. And it should be Coach Sanders, and I apologize to him. And I will refer to him from this point forward as Coach Sanders. This is exciting times in the game of college football, not just because of realignment. And I know it's about money and everything, but the big thing about realignment is it's something new, something exciting for something in a, in a game that's been old and stale. They've done everything they can to keep college football, you know, the wishbone or the wing tee. Now they're airing that sucker out and everything is changing. And the SEC is on its heels because it doesn't know what to do. And if Colorado can have the success I believe they can have, then the game and college football, college sports in general will change. And that's what you want to see. And him telling his players on national on, on camera for everyone to see that we're not going to run from a fight. We're going to stand on this field and fight. We're going to stand on this field and do what needs to be done. That's a message not just to his players, but to college football. That's a message to Alabama. That's a message to Georgia. That's a message to Michigan. That's a message to Nebraska. That's a message to every team that they're going to play and could potentially play, that, look, we right here. We ain't going nowhere. And, yeah, we were 1-11 last year, but we 0-0 this year, and we plan on winning each week, beginning with week one. So I'm excited to see where things go. I do have some questions. When things get rough, how is he going to handle his son being the quarterback? I mean, that, 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 that's when his son has a bad game, he's going to have one. They're going to come like vultures. They're going to circle. They're going to pounce. And how's he going to handle that? His track record seems he's going to handle it successfully. But you never know. You never know. So it's going to be exciting to see how this goes. But I'm expecting huge things out of Coach Sanders. You know, they they I think they brought over, they got 115 players and still got scholarships available. That's unheard of. And he mentioned in his press conference that it's forward thinking because they want to have positions open next year. So he's already thinking about next year, the next step. But what are we going to do this year? The Big 12, the conference that they're going to be moving in, they're not making that move just yet. It's coming on down the road. But everything is a foundation. Everything is a building block. And when you're changing a 1-11 changing a team, the first thing before you change the players, you got to change the culture. You got to talk to the guys that were there the year before. And ask them what is what they what what differences do they see? Not what the major difference or 
talk about this. What differences are you seeing right now when you walk in the building? Are you no longer hearing music in rooms? Are guys smiling in the building? And not just smiling because they're playing college football, but smiling because they're Colorado Buffalo and they're excited about things are going. Those are things you want to see and hear about. You know, you can talk to Coach Sanders, you can talk to the new guys, but you want to change. When you're talking about change, we're seeing it in Philly. You know, they keep changing the cooks. Or excuse me, they keep changing the, the name and the decor of the restaurant, but they keep bringing in the same cook so they keep getting the same damn meal. When you want to make a change, the first thing you got to do is you got to change the culture. You got to change the people that are preparing the meal, the people that are cutting the vegetables, people that are doing the little things that turn into the big things, that play a part in the big things. You got to change that. So you want to talk to the few players that are left back, and I would love to hear what they have to say about it because all you're going to hear is they brought players from Jackson State. You're going to hear about the transfer report. You're going to hear about that. But the guys that he kept, how good are they? Because they were part of a losing team. So if he turns those guys around, as well as turning out, a, as well as bringing in new players, what are we going to do, Alabama? What are we going to do, Georgia? What are we going to do, Clemson? What are we going to do, Michigan, Penn State? Give me one more. What are you going to do, Notre Dame? What are you going to do, LSU? Because now you got a problem. Because those houses you're going into, eating collard greens and fried chicken and all the stereotypes that you throw out there to these people and about these people, now you got real Ken Folk coming in and being successful. Now your offensive coordinator got to look like some of the people you're recruiting, not just your skill position coaches. Now your donors need to start hiring people that look like the players that are thriving on those teams. So Dion's Excuse me, again, Coach Sanders, I believe he'll be successful. I hope he'll be successful. His track record says he will be successful. But more than anything, for the first time as a fan, he's got to be successful because he's what the game's been missing. As always, I appreciate your time of year. Episode 2 of Unparalleled Sports Talk. We'll be back next time. Be easy.